Welcome into The Scoop, the premier UNC football recruiting podcast brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. All right, welcome into the scoop. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. Busy, busy month of June. A lot of things going on, obviously, work wise and uh, family wise, kids getting out of school and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, Ross, speaking of yeah. such, yeah. Ross is filming. Is this the first time you filmed from your childhood bedroom? No, I think I've done it before, but yeah, quickly, yeah, this is the scoop presented to you by Giant T shirt, giantt-shirt.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Don sips his Inside Carolina mug. Make sure to go on YouTube, watch us there. This is a scoop, UNC's premier football recruiting podcast. Yeah, I'm in Greensboro. Uh, just spending a couple days with my mom. My dad is actually golfing in Ireland. Oh, wow. Um, so I decided to spend a couple days here with my mother in my childhood bedroom, which has been converted into an office. I don't even sleep in here anymore, but these walls talk right now. That's right. The, the things they've seen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I'm in Greensboro. Good stuff. Okay, Don, we have a big show. How are you doing? Good? I'm doing good. Doing okay. good. Busy. Excited. Busy. Very yeah. busy. Busy. I mean, Don's been cranking out articles. I just went through and read a bunch of them. Took a couple of days off. I was at the beach. Um, so I was catching up this morning on a bunch of stuff. What beach you go to? Well, I did a uh, big Outer Banks trip. It wasn't like a beach trip. It was more like a like a tourist thing, kind of driving through the Outer Banks. Um, and then um, down to Ocracoke Island. So did the whole Outer Banks up to Corolla, Kitty Hawk, down, you know, we hit up Nags Head and down through to Hatteras Island, um, Pea Island, and then... Um, Took a ferry to Ocracoke and then okay. ferry back to the mainland on the other side and back home. I need to do something like that at some point. Big old trip. Yeah, Outer Banks is great. People, it's hard to get to, but it's a great part of the state. Um, okay, let's get into the show. So UNC had eight official visitors this weekend. Um, it resulted in one commitment. Caleb Lavalli, a linebacker out of Georgia, committed to Tar Heels on Monday night, 7 p.m., um, so we're going to talk about him. He's a seven foot, six, six foot one, 215 pound linebacker, um, kind of a, a mid to low three star, uh, ranked 774 in the nation, 65 linebacker. So we'll get into Caleb Lavalli's uh, commitment and recruitment. Am I pronouncing that right, Dom? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, how I pronounce it. Lavalli. Um, and then we'll get into the official visitors. So there were, there were eight, Lavalli being one of them. Uh, we'll talk briefly about each official visit. There's a bunch of articles. I think Don, Don's talked to all eight and has mm -hmm. articles up on, I think, seven right now is recording this on Wednesday yeah. morning. Burgess, yeah, Burgess took a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll have that up by the end of the week. Yeah, so all the official visitors, check out Inside Carolina uh, Premium to get those interviews with, with all the eight official visitors. By the time this podcast runs, it should be up. Um, and then we're getting to, there were some camps this weekend too. So UNC had two um one day camps on saturday and sunday some brief scoop on that make sure to check out don's weekly scoop for premium subscribers as well there's more information on just a lot of different stuff um and then 
we'll end the show previewing three official visitors this weekend or this week actually um before the weekend um so a lot going on with unt football recruiting don how do you how do you feel about it now sitting here early um early june about recruiting in general yeah, or just you, how the you, month is going unc football recruiting as we sit here in june i mean I, as we were talking off air i just feel like it's all over the place and there's just a lot of names but not a lot of like there's not like that big name or a couple big names that unc's going yeah. after you know I, it's kind of a disjointed cycle in my opinion yeah there is a lot of situations where it's like unc wants you know t- two or three guys and they're recruiting six or seven and it's kind of it's almost like a first come first serve, not in every situation, but almost like first come first serve. And some situations, if they get certain guys, they'll take two, they'll take three. If it's three certain guys. So yeah, there's a little bit of um, flexibility in this. So I, I can imagine it's a little bit harder to kind of follow, but the weekly scoop this week, while it didn't kind of, I guess, give a great sort of like path, it does kind of break down a lot of the recruitments. There's some guys who, we kind of, all right, we're, you know, just said we're going to throw them off the recruiting board for now just because, you know, UNC, there's no traction there. So it kind of cleans up a little, I guess, summer cleaning of the recruiting board to give a better idea of where things stand. So, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely understand. But we'll have more clarity really in like a couple of weeks. But by the end of June, we're, we should have a good amount of clarity and probably heading into that final official visit weekend, which is the big official visit weekend for North Carolina, we'll probably have a better idea of just – where things i guess the different paths that that could could occur yeah and with more commitments which you know i think unc expects to get over the next couple weeks you'll have limited spots which which limits the amount of options so the priorities will become more clear but yeah i feel like there's not i feel like every year there's like these main targets that kind of are emerging at this point heading into the football season and that right now in my opinion maybe i'm not doing a good job focusing on it but it doesn't seem like there are guys that are standing out who really like UNC that UNC really likes that are, are becoming the big names, either the high four-star, five-star type type players. That's my opinion. I don't know if our listeners and subscribers feel the same way, but. Um, yeah, I don't think you are that far off base because I think the, th- the main thing is, is, is the talent in state hasn't been as good as it has, yeah. you know, during the, the prior classes for, for Mac Brown last class wasn't very good either, but during the classes prior to that, and those guys, those in-state guys, everybody knows about because by this point, they've already made five or six visits to Chapel Hill. So you've heard about them a bunch. But UNC's recruiting more of out-of-state guys in this class out of necessity. And those guys naturally have only made maybe one visit to North Carolina. Or yeah. maybe, you know, their official visit is their first. So it's, a, it's you know, a little bit different. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's talk about the commitment UNC got on Monday. Caleb Lavalli, as I mentioned, a linebacker from Mableton, Georgia, Whitefield Academy, uh, 2023 class, 6'1", 215, ranked 774 in the nation, 65th linebacker and 74th player in the state of Georgia. Um, Don, he uh, took an official visit this weekend to UNC. What happened? Why did he commit? Uh, and we'll get into more about him as a player. So I think North Carolina had always been like this – the best fit for him and he's always felt that way but he wanted to go through the process take take all of his visits to make sure that it was indeed the best fit and now he only took one official visit 
But for those who followed his recruitment, he took a bunch of unofficial visits in the spring. And many of those unofficial visits were multi-day visits, you know, including he took a three-day visit to North Carolina um, just to kind of get a feel for things. So some of the other schools involved were Vanderbilt, uh, Florida State, uh, Florida flirted with him a little bit, Northwestern, he visited there, Miami, uh, Wake Forest, and he took extensive visits to those schools. But, um, you know, North Carolina was just a great fit for him as far as the balance he, that he saw. I mean, he goes to a very academically challenging school um, in, in Atlanta. And um, so it fit him academically and felt like he felt like it fit him athletically also. Yeah. And so I mean, looking through his offers, um, as you mentioned, Florida, Florida State, um, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Kansas State, Louisville, Maryland, Miami, Minnesota, Northwestern, Ole Miss, Pittsburgh, Purdue, Syracuse, Vanderbilt. Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, West Virginia was like Miami and Florida and Florida State. Were those committable offers, you think? From my understanding, I mean, he visited Florida State multiple times. Yeah, I, I feel like from my from what I know, I felt like they were committable. I mean, Florida State, he visited multiple times, um, you know, over a course of, uh, of a, a, a lot of time. So I, I feel like, you know, Florida State was inviting him over, so, you know, a bunch. Yeah. So I feel like the Florida State one definitely was. Miami, I think you only visited once. But, I mean, I mean, who knows? And maybe they were committable at one point and then they weren't committable eventually. But from the best I could tell, at least the Florida State one was committable. Yeah, again, into his game. I mean, you see a middle linebacker. Is he kind of playing oh, yeah. that Jeremiah Gimmel role? Um, yes. So yeah, he's one of yeah. those. Yeah. So talk about his role position and how he fits into UNC's uh, defense, what he likes to do. So when I went down to Atlanta for the Under Armour camp, I, you know, I like to get as much bang for my buck for such a long trip. So, you know, that Whitfield was, was one of the schools I visited, mostly because of him and UNC had offered and was recruiting at the time an offensive lineman out of that same school. So it just made you know sense to go by there. And so I actually got to spend a lot of time. Um, I met, I went by there um, before school opened and spent a lot of time with both him and um, his, his head coach and his head coach just, you know, after uh, Caleb had left, we talked a bunch to just about off the field stuff, you know, how Caleb is the type of kid, you know, I, I, you know, I thank them for coming early and, and the coach is like, you know, this kid comes early to school all the time to work out. You know, this is a kid who, who puts in the work and then some, um, so he's a, a self-made guy, you know, um, you know, studies the film, does what he needs to do. And then some in the weight room to make sure, you know, from a physical and mental standpoint, he's as ready for a football game as, as humanly possible, you know, on, on film, you know, he's explosive. Um, he's kind of, you know, he fits that stereotype as, as that old school Mike linebacker where, um, you know, making plays because he's able to dissect the, the offense pretty quickly. But, you know, it's not just simply like he's able to see things. He's able to, to see things and then explode towards the play, which you like to see from, from your linebacker. Um, and athleticism, where, where, what level is he in terms of like, you know, is he, is he an athletic player? I mean, he's not going to be Rod Dilworth, but what does he bring in terms of all that? Speed, quickness, agility. Yeah, so I think a lot of that stuff is just, you know, what I mentioned as far as being, you know, self-made guy. You know, I mean, uh, he's um, he's plenty athletic. He's athletic enough for the ACC for sure. Okay. Um, but a lot of it is just, you know, he puts in the work to make sure 
he has that athleticism. He has that strength. Um, you know, he's well put together. You see him in person. I mean, he's, you could tell he spends time in the weight room. He looks, he looks like Ross Martin with the shirt off sort of thing. That's right. Okay. Um, all right, great. Uh, Caleb Lavalle. Um, how many linebackers is UNC? Do you know how many, I know how you hate this question, but yeah, are they so, going to take? Yeah. So I, this is one of those where it depends on who is available sort of thing. And then also you don't want to take too many of the same type of guy. Yeah. So yeah, they could take, they, they want to at least take one more. They could take two more. It all depends on how the chips fall. And there were a couple other linebackers that visited this past weekend. Um, Okay, and that leads right to our next topic. We're going to break down the official visitors from this weekend. Let's start with the linebackers, Don, um, mm -hmm. and start with Kavion Keys, who took an official visit to – I'm kind of pulling up the profiles and going through it here. Um, Kavion Keys, I mean, um, 6'3", 205, from Richmond, Virginia. I'm not going to go through everything. He's a four-star player, 306 in the nation – um, I took some notes from your article, Don broadcast. He wants to be a broadcast journalism major wants to commit on his birthday, August 27th around that time. Uh, and his, his three schools kind of remaining and, and he's focusing on our UNC official visits past weekend, Virginia tech and Penn state, your general takeaway, uh, quickly here on KV on keys off his official visit to UNC. Yeah. I feel like North Carolina made a very strong impression and there's definitely a lot of buzz now that UNC is is certainly the team to beat if not if not you know the flat out you know eventual selection sort of thing um but yeah I mean as you said there's there's still a couple official visits left to take and he has scheduled okay KV on key is another linebacker all right moving right along Jeremiah T Lander took an official visit to UNC this past weekend uh, he's a linebacker from Georgia 62220 um, a, a kind of a low, would you call 850 a low three star or is that more of a mid three star? I go, I go mid. Okay. Mid three star, 850 in the nation, number 68 linebacker, Jeremiah T. Lander. See my notes. Um, he has official visits scheduled to Louisville and Tennessee. And I love this quote from him. Ready? I'm going to reveal a little premium content here. Okay. That's fine. Mac Brown said, of course he wants me, but I have to wait until I feel peaceful, T. Lander said. They obviously wanted me to commit before I left, but I feel like to find my peace, I have to go through these other official visitors, official visits just to level things out. Big peaceful guy. Your thoughts on T. Lander? The peaceful comment or just T. Lander in general? Just as general. Your takeaways from your interview with him and your the gist yeah. of his uh, So. Visit. I've always felt like just talking to him and I've spoken to him multiple times, obviously, including after the official visit, but even before this, uh, the Tennessee is, is definitely a school that he really likes. He's visited there more than any other school. Um, you know, it's close to his home. Mm. Um, and so the fact that the volunteers have that final official visit for those who read my stuff, they know I'm big on the timing of official visits and getting, and getting that final official visit, I feel like, is is very beneficial for the school who has it. And so I think got to watch out for Tennessee with this. But he did mention, you know, just how North Carolina really kind of set the standard. And Tennessee and, and Louisville, who's also involved, need to kind of surpass that in order to to land his his commitment. Who's a better player, T. Lander or Caleb Lavalle? Well, uh, 
according to the rankings, was it is it uh, Talander or actually Lavalle might be ranked higher? Let's see, the, slightly Lavalle's ranked yeah. higher. So yeah, seven seven four to eight fifty. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, in, in the in the linebacker rankings, Lavalle is sixty fifth, mm. and Talander is sixty eighth. There you go. Just two white middle linebackers from Georgia. All right. Good stuff on T Lander. Moving right along, guys. Here we go. We'll go. So we're done with Keys and um, T Lander and Lavalli. We'll go to offensive lineman Luke Burgess. You have talked to him. The interview is not up yet, but by the time you listen to this, it should be up. Um, Luke Burgess, six foot, seven and a half, 285 from Indiana. Uh, a three-star, high three-star, 425 of the nation, 35th offensive tackle. What's going on with Luke Burgess? I see one um, crystal ball prediction for Louisville. Yeah, so down to a three, Florida State, Louisville, North Carolina. Obviously took official to North Carolina, has the other two scheduled also. The main thing, I think, the one thing that Louisville has, the others don't, is proximity. Uh, it's about 90 minutes from his home, he told me. 90 minute drive. Louisville is? Yeah. Whereas right. North Carolina is, I, he told me, I can't remember what it is off the, yes. top, off the top of my head. So, um, but the interesting thing, this will be in the story. So I am giving a little bit of premium content away here, is that um, their flights were canceled, which he actually said end up being a good thing because him and his family were able to drive to Chapel Hill and that gave him a sense of just what they could potentially be dealing with if they had to drive. And so he, him and his family drove there and drove back home. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's another one of those things where the, where the kid really liked the official visit, felt like UNC set the bar pretty high. Um, and it's, and, but, but in order for him to feel like he needs, feel like he has enough information to make a decision, he has to take these, other official visits and but he's one of these guys wants to get this over with i mean he's he's saying hey if i can get it over with before the end of june that's what i'm going to do at the very latest he um he'll commit mid-july but he says he wants to get this done and over with and have an idea where he wants to go okay luke bird that's a that's a tough drive indiana to Mm -hmm. uh to, to chapel hill okay paul mubinga he was a late addition to the official visit list uh, from Beaufort, Georgia. UNC's had a couple commitments from Beaufort, Georgia. 6'4", 280. Um, high three-star, ranked 520 in the nation. 43rd offensive tackle. Um, it's a good interview with him. You know, he, he was big about him getting to meet uh, Coach Bicknell. Um, he has an official visit scheduled for Michigan, then Texas A&M, and then LSU. Um, and here's an interesting quote I'll share from Mubinga. First thing Bicknell told me is he's not chasing anybody. He wants you to be happy where you go. Second of all, he just told me to be the player that I am because I can easily adjust the system that they have set up there at UNC. Uh, Bicknell not chasing anybody. All right, Don, your thoughts on Paul, Paul Mubinga's official visit and recruitment right now? So I got a, I had a question on the message board. Um, maybe it was like a week ago or maybe longer. I don't know. Um, that asked just about, about – um, uh, Bicknell as a recruiter. Yeah. So the thing with, with um, that I'm starting to kind of gather is just what type of recruiter um, Jack Bicknell is. 
And I, I, I'm not going to say I have a firm grasp just because it's only been a few months, but he's definitely is a guy that the, the recruits like, but um, he's not, he's not going to be this aggressive in your face, pound your phone sort of guy. And that's what Mubinga is kind of sort of saying. And I think that appeals to a guy like Mubinga. Um, the thing with Mubinga is, is he's definitely values academics, which is going to play a major role in, in his decision. And I think location is not going to, it also won't matter. He doesn't, you know, Buford is one of those schools where, yes, there's teammates and yes, they play with certain guys, but they're not super connected. Um, but, um, you know, I think North Carolina is definitely a school that appeals to him. It appealed to him when he first visited way back in January. And this official visit was important so that he could spend time with uh, Big Nell and, and also kind of, you know, dive deeper into the academics. Yeah, um, there's all different styles of recruiting and different coaches go different ways. Um, you know, you can go back through a lot of coaches and every, every coach has a different way they like to approach recruiting and off with some offensive line coaches. Like, I don't know if Cyril's probably was kind of similar, I imagine, that wasn't on the phone, wasn't DMing, wasn't texting as much. Um, so sometimes these offensive line coaches have a different style. Um, Ubinga, you know, we listed his top four, North Carolina, Michigan, LSU, and Texas A&M. You know, UNC is probably the closest, right? You can probably drive from Beaufort, whereas the other three you have to drive to. Yeah. To fly to. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you, how do you see this kind of going? I mean, this is a big time recruit that I think UNC this is likes. A, you know, uh, I think this is a hard one because typically you, what you do is you look at a recruitment, you look at what offers they have, you look at which of those offers are legitimate. And then you kind of say, okay, they're going to go to the bigger school. I think Mubinga is a little bit of a wild card and could choose a school that might not be, you know, the, the quote unquote big school, you know, so like he's not a lock to Texas A&M if they want him. He's not a lock to LSU if they want him sort of thing. Um, I, I could see him going to Michigan, you know, for academics. I could see him go to North Carolina because of academics. So, yeah, so I think he's a, he's a little bit of a wild card and I think he's going to, definitely take a, a very cerebral approach to his recruitment okay great all right jay Bron harvey edge rusher from southern uh durham high school uh or i guess durham southern uh 215 ranked 211 in the nation uh 25th edge rusher and he's a 24 7 sports composite three-star player number eight in the state of north carolina one of the, the few kind of top players in north carolina that unc is going after yeah um I think the most noteworthy thing for me, and this was in the mm -hmm. camp scoop. And then also, I think it might've been in the camp scoop, um, but it was definitely in the weekly scoop that we posted earlier this week is mm -hmm. that after his official visit, his parents left and he remained on campus. That's always a good sign. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it all reading that and then, and kind of seeing what he said in your article um, and just how close, you know, I think it, I feel like Mac Brown really pushed how close it was, how easy it was that UNC has everything he needs. So this might be someone that is on a um, commit watch. How, what's his recruitment like? What other schools is he looking at? Is it so, he, so Oklahoma kind of came out of nowhere and, and actually got him yeah. to officially visit last week. Mm -hmm. um, Weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a little random. Um, Louisville and South, because I went by his practice. He didn't mention Oklahoma at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Louisville and South Carolina official visits that he's had set up for a while. He'll take those visits and then and then make a decision. I think he definitely he definitely wants to go. He's another guy that wants to go through the process. He might he might know where he wants to go in his head, but he wants to go through the process before making a decision. Okay, Jay Bron Harvey from 
Durham. All right, Desmond Umazula, Umazula from uh, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, edge rusher, 6'6", 210, uh, 24-7 sports composite, four-star, 135 in the nation, number 12 edge rusher. This is a big-time mm-hmm. uh, recruitment here. One of the top players has a high State offer, among others. Um, it was your first article you put up after the official visit weekend. What's going on with Umazula? Yeah, so – he has that Ohio State official visit that last weekend of June. And as we talked about, I feel like that's if Ohio State wants him, they've put themselves in a really good position to to basically get him because they get the final at bat, they get the final pitch, whatever. Uh, I'm sure they're gathering intel post North Carolina visit, post uh, he has uh, official visits with Pittsburgh and South Carolina uh, to know what he liked about those schools, what he didn't like. And they're going to be able to put all that information together. And um, if they want him, you know, use that to their benefit. Okay. So what's going on with him and UNC? Well, I mean, another kid who has, you know, really likes North Carolina's academics. He visited North Carolina twice this offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time was, I think it was maybe, actually, it was, the first time was in January. He's had kind of an interesting recruitment because he wasn't like a huge, huge recruit early on. Mm-hmm. Visit North Carolina in January, then absolutely blew up. Um, basically had offers from everyone you could think of. A lot of those schools kind of died down. But before that died down, um, he returned to North Carolina for a very quick visit. And after that visit, he told me, hey, I was just going so that North Carolina knew I was still interested, which I thought was was pretty interesting. And um, obviously returned for the official visit. Okay. Certainly a big-time recruitment with a lot of big players in that. Uh, Desmond Yuma, Yumazula. I think I pronounced his last name three different ways. <laughs> this thing. Okay. One of them and, have to be right. That's right. Um, and the last one here, Caleb Cost, cornerback, 5'10 and a half, 180 from Sandy Creek High School in Tyrone, Georgia. Um, three-star prospect, 757 in the nation, and the 67th-ranked cornerback Caleb cost Don yeah so this is a guy that uh Charlton Warren has really kind of sunk his teeth into and you know he's he kind of fits Warren's mold he is he's a Georgia kid uh Warren I believe is a Georgia native um you know he's a he's a multi-sport kid he will he will get drafted in, for baseball it's just a matter of where he goes as far as how that affects Mm-hmm. Um, his whether he plays in college or, or what, but um, recruiting wise, obviously, officially visit North Carolina. He, I believe, he's officially visiting UCF, and I believe it's not this. It's not this week, and it's this week. Um, he might be on it as we speak. Okay, and he's down to those two schools, and then we'll decide this weekend. You, you know, the casual fan might listen to this and say, "Oh yeah, North Carolina." You'd be surprised. UCF, go look at they had a big official visit weekend this past weekend, including, I think, three or four North Carolina targets. And if you look at the videos, the photos and all that that came out, of, they called it Bounce, Bounce House Weekend. Um, seemed like the, the recruits really had a, a really good time at UCF this past weekend. Gus Malzahn, of course, you know, is, you know, used to um, competitive uh, recruitments. So I wouldn't count UCF out, but I mean, it, it's hard to not just look at the competition, but just to look at to some of the things he said post um, 
North Carolina official visit and not think highly of North Carolina's chances. I know I kind of, kind of, kind of contradicted myself, but I, yeah. I'm basically saying, you know, don't overlook UCF, but I've, but things look good for North Carolina here. What, uh, what position is he playing baseball? I don't know that answer. I think I'm sure I probably have it in one of one of my stories, but I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Um, and do you know if he went to any of the games this weekend? He was not allowed to because it's a uh, NCAA uh, sanctioned, you know, tournament or whatever. Uh, NCAA rules prohibit UNC from giving him tickets to it, but he did um watch um batting practice and he did tour the baseball facilities and did spend some time with the baseball staff okay cool caleb cost uh and you see he's gonna get a draft he's you know the mlb drafts like yeah they have like a know, thousand like rounds 60 rounds whatever yeah so it'd be interesting to see where he goes and how that impacts his decision okay that wraps up the discussion of the official visitors this weekend unc will have three more official visits this week, we'll get to those at the end uh, and no official visits this weekend. But I do want to talk to you about our official sponsor, Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com right on Franklin Street and online at JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Guys, a great uh, place to get your Father's Day gifts. Get T-Shirts, sweatshirts, hats, all the UNC gear. Nothing easier for gift giving than just, you know, going through um, – the menu there and picking out a shirt or a hat or a little trinket or something to help your dad be a bigger fan father's day gifts go on there use a 10 percent off uh prescription um 10 off code found on the premium boards to uh get your gear at giant t-shirt and giant t-shirt.com there's the infant holiday coverall there's all the iron five gear there's a woolen gym sweatshirt um there's tons of basketball, football, baseball, all that stuff. Go to Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. A local sponsor, uh, alumni-owned, and and very local with their their warehouse right there in Hillsboro. So go on Franklin Street, Johnny T-Shirt, um, or GiantT-Shirt.com, and make sure to use the premium um, Inside Carolina premium code for ten percent off your order. We'll get back to the podcast after some national ads. We're going to talk about the official visitors uh, that are coming this week, and then the one-day camps and any extra scoop from Don. Sound good, Dom? Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds great. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Don, UNC had two one-day camps on Saturday and Sunday that were right there with all the baseball stuff. It was a pretty happy weekend Mm -hmm. in Chapel Hill. What was it like being on campus this weekend? Uh, from a parking standpoint, it was awful. <laughs> we had to park at uh, Bell Tower and walk all the way over, which after standing on your feet for however many hours is not fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, tons of people down in Chapel Hill, but uh, I'm sure you care more th- about the um, the football camp than um, the lacrosse tournament or the softball high school championships or the cheerleader competition or the baseball. Dang, all uh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Man. So you're like driving, and there's all these signs: park here for this, park here for this. Yeah, so it was a mess. Wild. But, um, um, so what time? And then and Gregory was there with you, right? Gregory and Hawk were there Saturday, Sunday. The baseball game overlapped, and so yeah. they they had to go over for that. I think it was a doubleheader on on Sunday for baseball. Yeah, well, there was doubleheader both days, but 
if UNC would have won on Saturday, they would have played the late game on Sunday, and then and then Gregory would have would have came over to the camp. Yeah. But yeah. since they lost, they had to play the one o'clock game. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we were kind but, of juggling all this too with the official visitors. It was it was kind of a crazy weekend. We appreciate all your coverage. Okay. The the Saturday one day camp. Saturday one day camp. I mean, I just took a couple notes. Rico Walker was there. Um, I mean, take this however you, where, wherever you want to go with it. The, the Saturday one day camp. Anything that stood out to you? Yeah. So I think the important thing overall is that the camps have become. They're not the way like what you remember when you were covering it. Okay. Is that now it's the camps have basically for twenty for for the rising seniors. They're not a great opportunity to get a scholarship just because everyone has their boards already set. Okay. So you take the seniors, mo- most of the 23s, and there are exceptions, very few exceptions, but most of them, you don't even need to worry about them anymore. And then even for North Carolina's purposes, the, the top underclassmen they, that they are, they have identified already, they're pushing them to their showcase camp, which was called the Showtime Camp, and will be rebranded re- re- to something else. Which will be announced at a later time. Anyway, so that leaves the camps, for the most part, just opportunities for underclassmen who haven't made a name for themselves to make an impression on UNC. Yes, there are exceptions. There's always exceptions because it's recruiting. But um, and then on top of that, North Carolina only had two, only had two camps this summer. Both of them held held this past weekend. Yeah. Which means that I guess about thousand kids camped at UNC this past weekend. So it's even harder to kind of, you know, go through and, and figure out who is who really matters, because, as you know, I mean, you got to watch a couple reps of a kid to get a feel for them. And it's difficult when you're watching a position group and you're there for 15 minutes and you've only seen each kid gone once you know, sort of thing. But anyway, um, Saturday, Sunday was much better day as far as a talent on the um, at the camp. Um Yes, Sunday was Saturday. Rico Walker was there. That's significant. You want to get him on campus as much as possible. So having him kind of hang around, he was there to support his uh, cousin. But of course, UNC scooped him up, made sure they kind of toured him around and and spent some time with him. That sort of thing. That was, I guess, the big news, unless I'm missing something or forgetting something, which is very possible. And they had some other unofficial visitors there. Um, But you know, only Walker spent like a significant amount of time um, at the camp and a couple of the official visitors came down and watched. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask with Rico Walker, has he taken an official visit UNC yet? No. So he has not okay. taken any officials. His UNC official visit is scheduled for that final weekend of June, which. Okay. okay the big uh, one. Yeah. Um, which sounds great, but he, um, I don't have my notes up on him, but he, um, will probably take the majority of his official visits during the season. So then that, that might put UNC, you know, at a disadvantage because it doesn't have an official visit bullet to kind of fire later on yeah. closer to his decision date. Yeah, he doesn't have any official visit, any other official visit scheduled. All right. So <laughs> as far as far as actual camp stuff, the big day was Sunday. They had two wide receivers there. One was the 23. And that's because they, there's the potential that North Carolina expands their their um, wide receiver board just to kind of make sure that they get a good amount of receivers signed in this class. The other one was Keenan Jackson, who's going to be one of the top in-state wide receiver top top in-state players 
Um, you know, he scored a scholarship offer with his performance. Um, you know, very good player, good size, catches the ball really well. Um, and, and so that was the the main um, and there was like like Jeremiah Clark's brother was there. That is the other thing. Jeremiah Clark's brother was there. Joshua Clark. He's a 24. He's a kid definitely to watch out for. UNC could get involved with him and you got to imagine if UNC offers, they'll be a major player. But also AJ Blue's son was there. He's a 25 wide receiver who already has a Boston College offer. Run, running he back, ran, right? Running back. Running, running back. I mean, as a freshman, ran a 4-6-40, which is super impressive. And then Brandon Tate, who is the son of Brandon Tate, um, his son was also there. Mm-hmm. And I was told that Dwight Jones's son, who is like something like 6-3, and I think he's an eighth grader, will be at North Carolina's showcase camp. Whoa. Yeah. Where's Dwight Jones living? I think he lives in, he lives in uh, Burlington still. Okay. Um, okay. A lot, a lot of consume there. Check out the, the, the reports uh, for premium subscribers from the Saturday and Sunday camps. Maybe we'll link them in this article. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, Galloway's son. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a legitimate prospect. Yeah. 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 No, he's a big boy. Um, and um, one of, you know, works on his craft you you can tell he's a coach's son sort of thing not to be cliche about it but i mean he's he's a type you know it's funny you watch him and you know during the one-on-ones he runs to his spot at you know he goes through his rep runs back to his spot sort of thing you know exactly what coach would want to (laughs) see you know um does all the little things right so yeah a good good sized kid you know um yeah I I i can't remember what he's listed as but good sized kid Hayes Galloway from Concord, 6'3", 300 pounds, offensive guard. Um, I guess the family lives in Concord or something? Or Yeah, yeah. He lives in Chapel Hill. Lonnie? Yeah. Okay, uh, good stuff. Uh, was another note I had um, that Noah – oh, this is from the scoop. But what's going on with – so the two, two one-day camps. Um, what's going on with Noah Rogers? Yeah, I, I mean um, – in a nutshell, who knows? <laughs> okay. I know that's not the answer you want, yeah. but I mean, it's just a little bit, um, you know, it sounds like he made his decision. Sounds like there's some um, hesitation with that decision. And, you know, this could go a lot of different ways. He, he could kind of stick to his original decision and, and this is all moot. Or maybe he opens it up a little bit more or I, who knows? I mean, okay. it's just so all over the place. A lot of people are, you know, there was talk that, that he, so he officially visited Clemson over the weekend, Okay, you know, arrived late, left early. Um, there are some reports that he visited NC state. Um, there are some reports saying that he, that he actually quoted saying he did not visit NC state. There's photos of him with NC state's official visitors from this past weekend so it's like this this thing is is a mess and um you know it, it's difficult to make like everybody's asking me the, like these pointed questions and i'm like yeah you know it, it, it's it's difficult to kind of say where this thing is at and on top of all this he doesn't like the process he doesn't like answering these questions he he, he wants it over with and so that makes it even harder yeah, I mean, and he's just like he's cooling on NC State. I saw that. I mean, I don't, I haven't really dived too deep in this guy's recruitment, but no, Rogers. 
Rollsville wide receiver, uh, number 50 in the nation, 24-7 sports composite four-star player. The weekly scoop lays it out much better than what I just did. Okay. And and goes a little bit more in detail on some of the stuff that we're hearing from sources and all that so that you can kind of put the pieces or try to put the pieces of the puzzle together because it's not, it's not, it's a complicated situation. Doesn't seem like UNC is much of a player. I mean, they feel like they are. I think okay. a lot is going to depend on what happens, you know, what we see from him, okay. what he does and all that. Okay, great. And as we close up this podcast, let's get into the three official visitors uh, this week. Um, I mean, these are all new names to me. I, I, I remember the DJ Geff a little bit, but there's three visiting, all offensive linemen. Stanton, R- Ramal, Ramil. Mm-hmm. Ramil. Uh, DJ Geff from South Carolina and Markeith. Marquis Anderson. Marquis Anderson. Yep. From South Carolina. And, and the last two are, are, are um, teammates. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the top there. Stanton Ramil from Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. four star prospect, you know, top 20, or sorry, top 200, 189 in the nation. Uh, I mean, what's going on with these visits and, and specifically uh, Ramil? Well, Ramil, I mean, he took a, a bunch of visits, a bunch of visits in the spring. I mean, you go and look on his Twitter, a bunch of places. North Carolina was one of those stops. He's been a little bit secretive about his official visit schedule. So all we know is he went to Pittsburgh this past weekend. He has a Tennessee official visit scheduled for the, for the weekend of the 17th, which seems like they're a pretty strong player. And then he has this um, North Carolina official visit, which I don't, I'm not sure that he has um, revealed at all, um, which is actually begins on uh, Thursday. So it's not even a weekend visit. Um, I've never spoken to him. He's never made himself available okay. to me for an interview. So it's hard for me to say just where where things are are at with him. But I've been told that, that North Carolina um, is definitely a player in this recruitment. But um, I mean, I think he's another kid who's going to want to take all of his visits. And uh, he's an offensive lineman. Okay, yeah, I've seen pictures here. He's bigger, he's bigger than his headshot kind of makes it sound. He's from the same high school as UNC's quarterback, right? Yes, forgot to mention that. So that's one of the um, the connections North Carolina has is that you know his former quarterback is uh, is at UNC, and I imagine uh, Connor's been around a lot for um, the camps and the official visit stuff. So I imagine Connor will definitely be involved in this official visit. Yeah, Connor um, Harrell, Carol Harrell, UNC's um, true freshman quarterback. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stanton Ramil uh, taking a official visit to UNC. You see he's getting here Thursday? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, next def- offensive lineman, um, DJ Geth from uh, Dorman High School in Roebuck, South Carolina. 6'4", 300, interior offensive lineman. Uh, he's unranked right now in the 24-7 sports composite. Yeah, so it's actually easier just to talk about both him and Marquis at the same time. Um, the only so they both are officially visit North Carolina together, obviously, as you mentioned, they're also both going to officially visit South Carolina that final weekend of June. Uh, the only different and that's all Geth has scheduled and Geth is the son of um, former UNC basketball player Ed Geth. Um, and the Anderson's official visit schedule also includes uh, Clemson this past weekend. And then he also has an official visit schedule with LSU for the 17th. But the feeling with, with these guys, South Carolina is a very, very, very strong player with both. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina, obviously, is a strong player with both. Um, Anderson's made a bunch of visits to Chapel Hill. 
so has Geth. Um, so, you know, going back to my philosophy, you know, South Carolina having that last weekend is pretty, pretty beneficial for them. And, you know, there are some who kind of feel like that, you know, Anderson's never named a leader, but some feel like that, that South Carolina is the leader, if not stronger than that. So we'll see what, what, what North Carolina is able to do. Uh, and I think their official visit begins, actually their official visit begins today, which is Wednesday, Wednesday. At, at South Carolina. No, no, no. Uh, North Carolina. US, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It begins today. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Marquis Anderson, offensive tackle. Six four and a half, three oh five, one twenty-five in the nation, number five, uh ranked inside. Um, he's listed as offense tackle, but he's ranked as a interior lineman, uh, 24-7 sports composite, four stars. So three official visitors this uh this week, um, all offensive linemen. Okay. Anything to add, Don? No, just no official visitors, no official visitors this weekend, no visitors this weekend. Okay. What's the rebranding of the Showtime camp? Um, I've heard some names, but okay. uh, I, you know, I, I've been asked not to disclose that information. I'm sure that that's going to come out pretty soon. And it's when, probably no longer a secret, but. And when is that? I've been asked to not reveal that. Oh, oh, it's, pretty, okay. it, it's pretty, it's not difficult. If you really want to figure out when it is, it's not difficult to figure that out. Yeah. It's, it, it's the same. It's the same day every year, you know. Um, just know I'm very tired on Father's Day. Okay. All right, Don. Good stuff. A lot of information there, guys. Make sure you check out the premium articles described inside Carolina. Please rate and review this podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, five-star ranking, little comment, uh, and then subscribe to our YouTube page, Inside Carolina on YouTube. We've been doing a good job kind of growing that page. You get all the live videos, all the live streaming. And you can go back and watch all the different podcasts and videos and interviews. Don, anything else? Nope. All right. Let's get out of here, guys. Appreciate you listening.